Hello. See, welcome. this is the second intro already. Hello. You welcome. said there was only one. <laughs> you started doing rippling pond effects. Hello, welcome to the Honest War Gamer. I'm your host, Rob. One of your hosts for the Age of Sigmar Monday show. I'm joined by Mr. Darth Fungoid, Nathan Prescott. <laughs> hello, hello. Hello. Hello, hello, precious. Hello, precious. And we're joined by the not anywhere near as creepy. Dan unsupervised. Hello, Dan. Oh, I can be just as creepy. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> All right, let's turn the stream off. Oh. That's how I feel. Let's do that. <laughs> uh, hello, everyone, today. So if you are watching the show, uh, we are joined by the Twitch chat so live. finished already? No, we haven't. I said, no, I, no. I said if we've joined You just turned it off. Nothing's turned off. You said you were turning it off. No. Oh, okay, I said if you've just joined us already... We are going to be covering the reveals from Adepticon and talking about them is what I said or was going to say. That's cool with but you. Then you said you're going to turn the stream off. I did not say... Uh, that's what we're going to be doing today, chat, if everyone is is comfortable and happy with that. Uh, we are powered by the Twitch chat and, uh, and James is not here today because James got himself a new puppy. Oh, so cute. Yeah. So cuddly. That's pretty cute. Did you see it? Yeah, so the picture it was very, very lacquer. Very, very there cute. There is nothing better than a cute dog. Literally nothing, right? No, nothing. No, nothing, nothing. All right, great. Uh, yeah, so he got yeah he got a, a cute little puppy. So James isn't here today, uh, which is fine. I think he's still reeling from the corn book, maybe being okay, and he's unhappy about it. What are you laughing yeah. about, Dad? <laughs> Dad, what has got you laughing? <laughs> Sorry, I realised what that sound is. My neighbour has literally started drilling into the wall beside me. <laughs> <laughs> so anytime I speak, I have to mute my microphone immediately afterwards. That's that's very nice of them. Like that's good. Okay, this is okay. Well, the show's going to go even better than normal then. So I'm really glad. Isn't it like six o'clock in the morning there? What's he doing at that early? For? Yeah. It's me. It's like eleven. It's eleven. Eleven. Oh, 30. eleven. Wow. Yeah, 11's yeah. fine. Yeah. Oh, wow. yeah, look, look at that. This is the dulcet tones. Looking forward on. to hearing your thoughts about the Meh. new ice cream. <laughs> oh, my God. Did you guys hear that? Thank, Did you guys hear God, that? Thank God uh, we just improved the sound quality <laughs> as he starts <laughs> drilling into our shared wall. Uh, this is just this is great. This the, is great. Uh, Everyone, uh, like and subscribe. Uh, well, we also I also installed a new feature where you can donate money and then the voice activates questions and you two can't hear it. So I was just spooked because a computer voice just started speaking to me, right? What did it say? What did it say? It said, looking forward to hearing your thoughts about the new AOS previews from the lovely Chem Combat Phase podcast, right? And everyone Ooh. in the chat's like, oh, looking forward to that, not... Um, uh, so it's like the TikToks. Yeah, that was weird. That was weird. But now it's there, so that's what we've got. All right, listen. Before we go any further, let's talk to the gang. Nathan, how have you been? Hello. What you been up to? How's your hobby been? What's been going on? Uh, uh, I'm I'm good. Yeah, all good. I've been uh, super busy with non-hobby stuff, so I've not done a lot of hobby. Uh, I lent my models to somebody, but they didn't take them to a tournament does that count you lent hobby? models to someone who was going to take them to a tournament but didn't yeah that's about the best the most hobby i've done okay week. you better had a busy week with work yeah work okay. and 
other things. <laughs> looking like an absolute fucking <laughs> murderer is what you've been looking like. Uh, <laughs> all right, good. Nate okay. looks like he either just killed someone or he's about to enter like a Creed Rocky boxing match. It's yeah, I mean, 50-50. Um, also, uh, also, me and Nathan are hobbying tomorrow. That's what we're doing tomorrow. So you have got some hobby yeah. coming up, right? I've got, yeah, I've planned hobby ahead. Mm. We've, we've got a hobby date, Dan. We were going to maybe play a game but my hobby update is I played with my ogres past couple of days and got my absolute face wrecked. I played Wildman with his Nurgle army, um, and that was pretty fun because his army was rubbish. Uh, and then I played Adam with his Beast of Chaos army, which was not rubbish. And the difference in those two games was severe, is all I'm going to say. Mm. One was a jaunty trip through Warhammer fun. <laughs> the other was getting absolutely rickrolled into oblivion by like a kid who kept going... Oh, yeah, whatever, fuck you. Yeah, every time. <laughs> what was in your ogre list? Because I'm playing my ogres at the moment. I've just finished converting up a unit of griff hounds into saber tusks because I didn't like the saber tusk models. And I'm about, I'm playing another game with them tomorrow. Uh, what, how was the ogres? Uh, I, so, my quick TLDR of ogres is that um, I really don't understand how uh, gluttons have got a five up save and not a 4-up save. And I don't understand how Iron Guts don't have a 3-up save. Especially if you start comparing them to, like, Chosen, because Chosen can get, like, no bonuses. Uh, like, like sorry, Chosen can get loads of bonuses, but you can't really get anything extra. Like, Chosen are, like, minus 1 to wound if you be Nurgle. Or, you know, um, uh, a bunch of different stuff. Like, they can do, like, either God's Rolls if you really want, or you can stack some abilities on them. But, like, Iron Guts are just, like, we're Iron Guts, and you're like, any buffs? They're like, fuck no. And you're like, okay, cool, when they've got a four-up armor save. So, and they're quite expensive points-wise. I guess I wouldn't really... Like, I have three bricks, so three battle-line units of gluttons, which come in sixes. They're 260 points for six. And I was just like... And I printed them all out because I think the sculpts look amazing. I've always loved Ogres. It's one of the first armies I've ever collected. And then I'm just there with them. And I played Adam, and I was like, this is so fucking rubbish. Is what I'm gonna say. Like this just sucks. So I had a terrible yeah. time. Um, gluttons are like I, so. I only have one unit of six in my army because I kind of realized that gluttons are so much fun to play with, but they are so bad for their points, and they make it really hard to build a list. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. It's 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 really bad. Oh, just want to thank Dark Lord of Cheese for donating five pounds and another five pounds. I think you have to re uh, spend more money to make it be spoken out loud because obviously i don't want that to be something people spam otherwise the dicks that are the twitch chat will be a nightmare to me but he wants me to read out robbers always hated skinks he found them to be annoying and disruptive on the battlefield but then one day he started to see them in a different light he realized that they were just trying to survive like any other creature and he slowly started to love them he even started to refer to himself as a scaly i did not a creature that was half skink and half human he became a fierce protector of skinks and he fought to make sure they had a place in the world none of this is true just FYI, this is some deep lore that the Twitch chat made up the other day when we all started watching uh, Scaly versus Furry videos. I don't know if you have ever watched them, Nathan. No, I've not watched those. Sounds interesting. I, <laughs> I thought they were allies, not enemies. Who, Scalies and Furries? I think there's a little bit of a, a war between them. If anyone doesn't know, uh, Furries are people who identify as fur-based animals, whereas a Scaly is someone who identifies as a... As a scale based, like a dinosaur, Nathan. Some people dress as dinosaurs. Or a fish. <laughs> or a fish, yes. 
<laughs> I think I think there's a whole range. Suckies of vampires. I think that might be the term. I'm not sure. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I might uh, get one of them. Yeah, uh, cool. so, yes, uh, skinks are Rob Scaly confirmed. I am not a Scaly. Uh, Wilhelm, uh, thank you for resubscribing. Oh, are you a furry? No, again, I'm not a furry, nor am I a Scaly. A scaly. Okay, no. if you, okay. I mean, you're wearing a pretty furry shirt there, and you have quite the beard on you. Oh. So if you were to be anything, furry seems appropriate. Okay, all right. Gun yeah. to our heads, Dan, Nathan, you've got to mm. choose one. Furry or Scaly? I gotta choose one of each. Yeah, no, you two. No, you. No, no, no. Choose no, an no. animal. <laughs> choose an animal. I'll, I'll four of them or one of them. I don't want to know what your fur soda is. Oh yeah, or your uh, scale uh, soda, right? Just tell me, are you a furry or a scaly? Thinking about it, love that. Yeah, uh, I reckon probably furry. Why? Because I'm half- halfway there. Because you're halfway oh. there. <laughs> Pretty furry in most places. Roses are red, violets oh. are blue. I'm having oh. a poo and thinking of you. <laughs> XOXO. I choose I choose scaly so I can be a dragon on top of a big ass horde. And also, then I assume if I'm a scaly, you have an excuse to just never go outside. Oh, like, horde! Oh, yeah, and just be like, you yeah, said gosh, I'm not leaving. So I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna go team scaly so I can be a dragon on a horde. And as the chat has pointed out, Rob is obviously team centaur brony. Uh, I, <laughs> I am team centaur brody. I'm not sure what that... I guess I'm a... Is that a furry? I think I'm a furry. I think I'm more of a furry than a scaly. I well, don't know... Centaurs don't have scales, definitely. That's that's very true. Yeah. That's very true. What would be... What would be the name of the of the type of person that would identify as a goblin? A goblin? Just a goblin... <laughs> Just, just grotty, just a grotty, yeah, yeah grotty, go- yeah. grotty old goblin. A grotty, okay, a grotty, a fungi, a gobbler, a fungi. Nice, I like that. Yeah, yeah, a fungi. Yeah, mm. yeah. Then you can have your fung sona, fung sona, or your grot sona. I don't know how we got here. I'm just I'm just loving watching the number of people watching live yo-yoing during this conversation because it's like spiking up high and then crashing and then spiking again. As clearly I think what's happening is people are going like, "Oh fuck, I can't handle this." And then they click away and then in moment of silence afterwards they're like, "I need to know." Okay. Okay. I also I think that the problem is is like I like last time I was like corn rumors and it was the whole battle tome. So now I've said that we're gonna be talking about a couple of battle tomes and they're like, You've got the whole book and I haven't so Well that's in the chat you said that you have the new Seraphon and Cities of Sigma books. Isn't that what you said that you're just gonna work through them all today? No and we that everyone should stick around until the end of the show so that they can hear yeah. all of the new reveals. None the of the last things. five minutes of the show. Yes, correct. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, uh, Nathan's fung sona is psychedelic. That is correct. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, my fung sona is stabby. That's my fung sona. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but if you are watching this live for some fucking reason, or you've watched <laughs> this on YouTube for some other fucking reason, please leave what your fung sona is in the comments. That would be great. Uh, yeah, Dan, cool. have you done any hobby this week? Yeah, yeah. I like I said, I've been so ages ago. I converted a hunter for my ogres out of and made him like kind of like a stormcast. Like he killed a stormcast rider and become 
a hunter using that. And so I was like, all my saber tusks are converted griff hounds as well. So I've just been painting and building them because uh, trying to have two units of two uh, little freaking doggy dogs can be battle line. It uh, can be two of my battle line units if I take a hunter as my general. And that means I don't have to have big blobby boy battle line. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just kind of annoyed. And like, what's hilarious is, is I'm annoyed about my ogres having fully gone into it and understanding that I was wrong. I was like, I was like, I read the, I read the profile, and I was like, these are rubbish. And then I said to myself, maybe I'm wrong. And then I printed them, and I was like, no, I wasn't wrong. These are rubbish. And now they are I'm, actually. And now I'm mad that someone made me get them, which was me. I'm mad at me. Uh, no, I will say they are actually a lot of fun. Like, it's, it is such a fun army to play. Um, I think the one thing I find about ogres, unless you're trying to do a very, the very cookie cutter, excuse me, meat fist or uh, underguts army, is that it's very hard to create lists with them because they're pointed in so, like it feels like the army was pointed you know like where you feel some books every unit feels like it was pointed individually yeah and they weren't pointed as a battle tome that's what it feels like because you've got things that you're like why would you point this this way because then it perfectly stops you from doing anything like this um and where you've got some books where it's like everything is pointed in such a way that they click into place really well I think, and it's the problem with, with large point cost armies is it's hard to do. But yeah, I think gluttons in particular as your meaty five plus armor save, four wound, four attack if you take double weapon, um, battle line unit that you're asking everyone to take are way too expensive. For way them. too expensive, especially when you compare them to other units that currently exist. And they're 24 mm. wounds on a five up save. Like, it's like, mm. you're not, I mean, I, I, I don't hate their profile. It's like, like three attacks or four attacks, threes mm. and threes, round one, damage two. You're like, okay, that's kind of okay. But like, mm. then you you've got no overlapping buffs as an army. Like nothing, mm. nothing makes them great. Nothing like increases their output. You're just like, these are just there. Yeah. And you're like, they are, a, they are a lot of fun to play, and they do have a good little like they've got a great bit of punch to them. But for how easily twenty four wounds melts when they have no defensive abilities, like the the best you can give them is like all out defense and they you have no ability to rally on anything more than a six plus six so yeah like it, they're, they're, it's just yeah. yeah it's just no overlapping buffs is super sad like mm. and and yeah and it, so i was a bit disappointed and then if you just get three battle line units of ogres that's 750 points of useless mm -hmm. glads and it's so heartbreaking because mm -hmm. they're just big lads right you just mm -hmm. big lads uh anyway anyway it doesn't matter um, uh, but that's kind of uh, like my game plan so far. Um, uh, but like, there are. I'm going to paint them up. I'm actually super excited to paint them up. Really, like, very genuinely excited to paint them up because I really want to put them on the tabletop. I think they look fantastic, and they're going to be my perfect spare player, like playing your mate in a casual environment army. Mm -hmm. Like, it it sucks, and it's fine, and they're cool. Yeah, and like, you can mm -hmm. do some, some fun fun stuff. What's so, the rest? What's what? in the rest of the army if that's 750 points? Oh, I took, uh, this time around, I took uh, eight Iron Guts, a unit of eight, instead of two units of mm -hmm. four. Uh, and then I took a, uh, a, a Butcher, and then I took uh, a 
Blood Pelt Hunter and then two Tyrants and just put it all in Meat Fist and just kind of ran around. Probably would drop the Tyrants as I think they're awful in combat. Um, obviously, like when you take them in Meat Fist, you do it with Kragnos, you do all those extra impacts. It's, so I was kind of like wasting my time anyway. Might take more Blood Pelt Hunters. I might take like four. And then if there's ever a monster on the board, Rob, I just... this I just... is your subconscious speaking. Let go of your Ogor disappointment. It leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to Seraphon. Uh, okay. Uh, so thank you to Inner Rob for donating £10 uh, and saying what they just said on stream. Um, <laughs> See, this is killing me. I'm like, all I heard is silence and you're like watching the change in your face. I'll try uh, and make it so you guys can hear it next time, but I don't like well, what just got said, is all I'm going to say. Um, uh, why Why Blood Pelt, Pelt Hunters over... Um, Tyrants. Yeah, yeah. Oh, because they well, do. Be, because they do. They're about the same points. Like there's like ten mm. points difference. I think blood belts are cheaper. Mm. But then you, <laughs> fuck off and chat with the donations. Uh, they, uh, <laughs> they, um, they do flat damage against monsters. They like got a special mm. a bit like so that it goes from d d six to flat six. I think mm. it goes from d three to flat three as well. So like they're really good. So you potentially have got like multiple, um, multiple ways of applying flat amounts of damage uh, to monsters. It's kind of fun. Mm. Like, your See, real pro problem is Death Stars anyway, but anyway. See, I, I personally go the other way. I like, I prefer the Ice Brow Hunter because him popping, if he's your general, he makes your dogs battle line, which means he can pop up next to a unit of dogs. He's a galley vet, uh, galley vet, champ. galley champ. champ. I can never yeah, remember champ, which is right. He's champ. a galley champ next to a battle line unit, meaning that he can't be targeted. Um, and that, so I just, I like that. But also if you give a tyrant death cheater and tunnel master, it means he pops up that turn, takes the objective. And then he's like, I've got a five up ward, eight wounds. And uh, you can all out defense to give him a three up save. So I just like that kind of little durability combo to tunnel master and then hold with one model. And yeah. he also counts as five models on an objective. So he's just staunch yeah he yeah he uh he is great oh nathan your new biggest fan val Hufflefingers in the chat do you want to say hello hello val how's it going Perfect. can you hear what he says because i can't hear any of the voices you hear <laughs> i like how now the chat i donate money and i hear like voices in my head that you do like, <laughs> yeah 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 I d all all we hear is you go quiet and then watch your face change <laughs> yeah anyway <laughs> Right, okay, well, so Ogres aside, I'm going to paint them up. I'm very excited about it. I obviously will get around to doing, like, Stonehorns, Iron Blasters, Mournfang as well. It's a bit of a shame because, like, I know Games Workshop won't ever change the rules. They won't, like... It, it would be so fun to see, like, the the Gluttons go from a 5-up to a 4-up and then Iron Guts 4-up to 3-up and bring it to some parity. And that's one of the really, really frustrating things, I think, with Age of Sigmar as a game system is you get super excited about something and I know for a fact that it doesn't change now for three years probably, like, uh, and mm. those units. So, like, I'm looking at these miniatures and I'm like, I have them. It feels really worthless point painting them, especially trying really hard to paint them really, really well because, mm. and that's that will always be one of the frustrating things about Warhammer mm. is that they, they never do a good enough job of bringing stuff that's out of parity, which is a bit of a shame, but I guess you know we've got stockholm syndrome and we just kind of deal with mm. it so that's where it is okay so let's talk about the uh the the really exciting news that we've got coming out of um uh out of uh the adepticon uh this weekend uh cool. because uh there's some very very cool uh news in my opinion 
uh, like so uh, we'll start with the Cities of Sigma one this is probably my favorite bit of news uh, mm. of the bunch so let's jump straight in so we got our first look at the human soldiers of the Cities of Sigma uh, I'll read the article out and we can kind of like bam through it which is fun uh, in the cool. Age of Sigma immortal warriors clash with inconceivable horrors gods wander the earth towering behemoths stalk the realms there's such a uh, there is much for a lowly mortal soul to fear but their faith in these ordinary warriors brave and battlefield regardless fight alongside myths and monsters to win the glory of Azir yes after a year of Dawnbringer previews the men and women of the cities of Sigma are mustering now kind of before we go any further um, I'm not 100% certain like they've said cities of Sigma but then they also said Dawnbringer Crusade I guess They've amalgamated it, and they like the mm. idea of calling it Cities of Sigmar. Like, maybe there was a point where it was being done away with. I'm not sure. But I'm assuming that it's the Cities of Sigmar book and not the Dawnbringer Crusade mm. book, as we thought it was originally, yeah. um, no. which is cool. It, and Maybe initially it was meant to be like a, a you know a campaign book that's now just been bundled into a, a story. A bit like, you know, when they released lumineth and then they released the second lumineth and then they released the lumineth expansion book in a campaign book and then they bundled them together as well potentially i, I like dadbot in the chat has made a good point maybe dawnbringer is a new as like kind of sub faction for cities or maybe maybe it's kind mm. of like an overarching big war situation for cities where oh, yeah. you True. yeah where you have a dawnbringer army and then maybe they just have armies from the different things they've also cities, yeah. yeah the cities they've showcased this fantastic mm. map of kind of the different cities and their icons and stuff i gotta say that this is in my opinion let's kick off with the models let's kick off with the models first what do you both think of the models dan let's start out with you what do you think i okay first of all i i fucking love them i think they're spectacular i love that they look unique um, I love that they look cheap, and by that I mean like mass-produced armor and things like that. I'm a big fan of different textures on models as well because it gives you lots to do. Like here we've got cloths, leathers, wraps, uh, like organics, like wood, metals. My one, my one concern, and I know I've said this a few times, they have so much detail. They are so heavily designed. They look like they're on 25 millimeter bases, which makes me think you're going to want so many of these. And painting up 20 to 60 of these is going to take a long time because of how much detail on your base level infantry that probably die very, very easily. That's my that's my only concern. But in general, I think they're fantastic. I love the shield design. I think the shield design is rad. I think they look really unique. Just normal men. And I, I think for the first men. time it feels like the design... Sorry, I'm still going, but I really have loved these models. Uh, I think the design of them looks unique to just old uh, earth stuff uh they look like their own fantasy world yes i think that's a, a really really great point uh really, thank you scriver for donating 10 pounds to say that these look like just men normal men <laughs> <laughs> just innocent, innocent men, men. yeah innocent <laughs> men. <laughs> uh, uh so um uh nathan uh, what do you think of these models? Yeah, I'm a fan of them as well. Uh, yeah, they're just good. The hats are great. They're not Lumineth hats. They're fucking great hats. They're, yes, they so, are. They're, yeah. yeah, they've got yeah? some real like, just... pie-pot feature to them, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They've got character. I mean, yeah. If that's just three average dudes out of their army, it's going to it bodes well. They must have... Uh, a a big selection of uh, just fancy dudes that don't look fancy. Well, it's yeah, a great like body. 
there's a great question in the chat as well. Could you, uh, could you, for the podcast listeners, we're looking at three, um, the three new miniatures. Uh, could you, from left to right, looking at the article on Warhammer Community, could you tell me uh, which hat is your favourite of the three hats? Ooh, Ooh, big right question. Hat. Right, right hat, hat for you. Right yeah, hat. I'm, yeah. I'm going left hat for me. Nice round mm -hmm. pot on my head. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Just a good old pot right on my head. Right. Yeah, a good pop. The other thing as well that I just point out that I really like is it looks like they've got three different body shapes. You know, like how often do we see like all of the models in a unit have exactly the same physique, height, everything? Where it looks like bloke on the left has probably had a he goes back for seconds and thirds every time. Dude in the middle, uh, or lady in the middle, I think, obviously works out hard. And then I'm pretty sure it's a, either a youngin on the right or a, or a lady on the right looks a lot more lean and lithe. And I really, I love that. I think that's awesome because they're supposed to look like a mix of like the civilians that join up. So the fact that they each have different body shapes, I think is wicked. Oh, thank you to yeah. Splonkerton for donating five gift subscriptions to the chat. That's fantastic. I super love it. Splonkerton. Nate, do you want to give nice. Splonkerton a shout out? Hello, Splonkerton. Great name. Your mother gave you a great handle. <laughs> And I dubbed the young Splunkerton. <laughs> Splunkerton. Oh, look what I made. A Splunkerton. Like, the, the doctor is like, and have you come up with a name? And it's like, yes, Splunkerton. They're like, I'm going to need you to spell that. <laughs> I don't think you need to. Do really? Yeah, I think it maybe yeah. goes across the ages, Splunkerton. Uh, yeah. Anyway, thanks, buddy. Uh, okay, so um, uh, number one, someone said in the chat, uh, a hat that you can cook a soup in is a great hat. I agree. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I agree. Um, my take on these is these are everything that I wanted from Cities of Sigmar. Oh, which is your favourite hat? Okay, favourite hat, far left-hand uh, hat, because, again, soup, soup available. It's a very, <laughs> very super, super hat. Yes, yeah, a super yeah. hat. Um, I'm with Dan. I think the fact that there's a variety of textures. I actually uh, am super happy about this. I think this is far more engaging than what we, we did have before in Free Guild Guard. Mm -hmm. These look like... These, 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 are, these are very perfect. I wish... Ultimately, we'd have got these in Age of Sigma, like the first year of Age of Sigma. Mm. Um, and I said this already on kind of like the show, uh, one of the other shows, but I'll say it again. I would love this to be the lead faction now for Age of Sigma. Mm -hmm. I'd like them to kick Stormcast. Stormcast can be in their role, almost mythical in their role. Almost the Stormcast appear in their mythical in their like in their like appearance mm. on uh, in a in the story. Whereas these look absolutely what i want from a fantasy based game and uh everything about them is great the paint job mm. is great um uh, i love the shields i can't wait to see all the other units i hope we can see some halberd types can't wait mm -hmm. to see the pistol ears like i love that they're i love that they're fully decked as well in armor really mm -hmm. really kind of like talks to the industry of the realms they're not just yeah. like a ragged band they are yeah. fully equipped which i think is really it's awesome the people that make up the the cities clearly are ra like drawn from all walks of life, but they're equipped and armored the same, which yeah. is, yeah, 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 which is great. And 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 I mean, I'm sure this is going to be like a unit of ten. And I agree with you, Dan. Mm. Putting these on the tabletop is not going to be quick. But you know what? I don't mm. mind. I actually mm. for not for the first time, but you, we're actually going to get to put like infantry men of the realm mm. into the game. And yeah. that feels pretty nice, is what I'm going to say. So, uh, P. Matthew 8, who's uh, 
parents obviously chose a really weird naming convention <laughs> when they came out. Like usually you don't see a number uh, in the birthing suite, but just points out that they're AOS Imperial Guard. And it's actually a conversation I was having at, at a games night last week about them. Um, I find the human factions in a game, especially a fantasy one, incredibly important. And I'll explain why. It's because who the majority of people connect to. Like, so Imperial Guard in 40K, Cities of Sigma in Age of Sigma, and the same as Empire in uh, the old world, it's because they're us, that we are humans. It's very hard for us to empathize with a Stormcast or like a Space Marine, but we can hear the idea of like life is short and cheap and, and you're in a world of gods and monsters. I think that they're vital in that regard. I agree. I agree. And for 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 the storytelling aspect, I think mm. like everyone's saying this is the Imperial Guard uh, for Age of Sigma, and I would agree. Like, yeah, the, these these to me are absolutely thrilling, and it's so exciting mm. that they're coming to the tabletop. In my opinion, and do you know what? If I have to paint up thirty of the sword and board lads, and then like twenty handgunners, or like, I honestly am very excited. These may also be Games Workshop miniatures that I pick up. Like, mm. like there are loads of good guardsman-esque models but i almost kind of mm. want to commit financially to purchasing these to so games which are like oh people really like these do you know what i mean yeah. like these mm. are because these look great like i'm a huge fan um mm. so I, the the only thing i'm excited for is as well it says uh that last line in the sentence you can see on screen for those who are on the podcast says uh well they might all be in uniform the human foot soldiers of sigma's armies are far from uniform and I dig that that hopefully means that we'll see um, we'll see uh, dwarves and elves as well. Uh, yes. Uh, um. Yeah. I don't know. Like, what you want? You want dwarves and elves mixed in with this unit in the cities of Sigma? Because it's not, interesting. We've only seen three. Not in this unit. I'll say not in this. I want like I. But like, I would love for them to find like like species roles like for instance in all in a lot of the books when they talk about the gun lines of cities of sigma they're worked by dwarves and then like if something assaults the wall it's like human swordsmen shieldsmen and whatnot with dwarven repellers and then you've got your elven mystics and healers and things all i'm saying is like it would be cool to still see the cosmopolitan elements of the cities but rather than because at the moment you've got human handgunners dwarven iron drakes elven archers like you've got multiple species that fulfill the same roles i wouldn't mind them to reduce that and be like these guys do these roles because at the moment i'm stripping all of my dwarves to repaint them and i'd like them to still have a purpose yeah i think it's great i think it's great and i think having uh having humans to tell the story in the realms is perfect i'd like these to become the lead faction in age of sigma i'd like to become like heavily invested in mm. the cities of sigma each one see them explored more i would really mm -hmm. like them to have like a very i think they actually did quite well with how wildly different the rules are i don't know this is kind of an odd one i feel like from a game perspective mm. when a unit when a when a sub faction is very very powerful or um, like when often when we talk about Zinch in Second Edition, we talked about Change Host, which was none of the mm. sub factions. It was just a War Scroll battalion. But we kind yeah. of all understood Change Host because it was so powerful in the game. Maybe us as a community of gamers need something to be strong or recognizably different for us to kind of understand, like it, mm. it, to make it a little bit more visceral in our minds, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like the Storm Hosts seem 
pretty like i know it's hammers right six of ward right i can kind of know that a little bit more mm-hmm. where like does that make sense i i feel like the ccc yeah. while previously they did a good job and i kind of yeah, understood yeah. the difference because the rules were so strong mm-hmm. but also diverse um and i hope that they keep that and maybe add on to that maybe have special city based units that only apply to one city would be quite interesting maybe that would be mm-hmm. um not a good financial decision i'm not sure but this is for me We'll talk about the other releases in a minute, but this is for me easily one of the most exciting releases that we've had. I don't know. I think this might even be more exciting than Cruel Boys. Like, this is so exciting in the scope and range. Because I think everyone can add something to it. There's good representation. You've got a mix of skin colors. You've got a mix of genders, which is great. Uh, if you don't think that's important, then you're an idiot. Like, um, this is good stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, yeah. and, and I, think it's, I think it's really exciting. And then the cities stuff. Um, would be uh, is really fun. I love I love this image of all the cities. I think this is really cool, right? Mm. Yeah, they've got loads of scope to play with the rules, like you say, and they have done a good job differentiating mm. the different cities. So yeah, looking forward to this. And this book is due in the autumn, is it, or late summer, or yeah. something? Yeah. So there's autumn. a roadmap. So I was going I was going to talk about that next, actually, and we could talk about that. Like, so uh, we've got the roadmap available here. Mm. Let me try and open it up in a new tab. Uh, so there's the roadmap, uh, which is looking pretty cool. So obviously we just had Corn and Sinesh books out, um, yeah. uh, and now uh, and we haven't talked about Osiarch, uh, Bone Reapers or Soul Black Grave Lords yet. So we'll do that in a minute. Um, we'll go through those, and then we have Seraphon uh, in the summer with their range refresh. We can talk about that in a minute as well. Mm. Um, and then we've got these two kind of mystery books in the summer. So I guess this should mm. be the first thing to talk about. We've got General's Handbook. Which feels weird to see on a roadmap because Games Workshop haven't previously done roadmaps. Yeah. And now we're only like two months into this general sound book, but we already know the new one's coming mm. out. How does that make you feel, Dan? Uh, I I really don't like the pace of the GHBs at the moment, but I know that a lot of people have said that. And I'll just say as much as I love a game being changed up regularly, when they're hitting every six months, you've only just got the previous one under your belt before the new one comes out. Um, and I think that while that's fun, it also means that, like, let's say you you don't get around to playing a lot of Age of Sigma, you're behind the ball massively if you miss, like, six months of the game. Yeah, I think so. Nathan, how do you feel about it? Because uh, I know you've been pretty anti... Um, uh, uh, anti the kind of six-month cycle. Or you not, um, like, not a fan? Yeah, I'm not a fan of the six-month cycle. I prefer it when it was yearly so um i guess i don't play enough games for it for the six months one um to really benefit from that uh and i guess there are people out there that are playing like loads of games every week and Mm. and they're quite happy because it might get stale but i the feeling i get is that the majority of people would be quite happy for it to be a yearly a yearly thing yeah i think i actually i i much prefer the six month cycle mm. um uh i much prefer, prefer the six month cycle but i think um i think the i agree with you i think that the majority of people and i guess it, it's kind of weird i've always thought this um mm. uh, uh, uh like i think um this is the kind of way i think about it the majority, the person, the people who play the majority of games, as in 
I don't know what the number would be, but I feel like it's mm. a huge portion. I think if you're someone who plays two games a year, the speed mm. of the GHB doesn't really affect you. Oh, yeah, then it doesn't matter if it's six yeah. months or 12. Yeah, or, yeah. Uh, because, yeah, that's not enough. But if you're playing, mm. yeah, maybe two games a month. Yeah, I get, like, yeah. all, all... But I would say this, right, with a six-month release. Let's say you play one game a week, right? Uh, let's say you're a game a week kind of person. That's 26 games of General's Handbook. Now, in that time, you go to two events, uh, which I think is is pretty standard for people who lo- like game regularly and go to events. So that's minus two because they, that's your two games off. So you're at 24 games plus 10, right? So you play 34 games of General's Handbook. Yeah. For me, that feels like a very quit like and that i would say that for a lot of people that's more than they get a chance to do um that's not a lot and especially when the general's handbook is just about necessary for matched play uh i i I think that it changes it a little bit too quickly that's all that's if you play one game a week and go to two events every six months yeah okay all right, yeah, okay, yeah. I, it's kind of interesting. I wonder what everyone else thinks. Mm. Some people in the chat saying mm. they've not bought this GHB because it's too quick. Um, uh, right. Uh, I so... don't think I'll ever buy a GHB ever again. Like, if, if there's six... Like, I want one, don't get me wrong. But if I know there's six-month releases, I'm never buying it. Hmm. Which is super fair. Yeah, huh. which is super fair. Um, which is super fair. Um, uh, they also put, like, zero into the GHB. I mean, I'm not sure they'd put zero FO... Uh, I, I like zero effort into it. I don't know. How do you two? Do, what do you two feel about the GHP? Do you feel like? Oh you... no, there's there's some substantial changes. Like with scenarios, half the scenarios change mm. quite quite a bit. And then there are, mm. yeah, like the difference between mm. galley champs and galley vets mm. has been significant. It's a, a change up. I would say, uh, going back to your point about people that play twice a year, they're better off not playing with the GHB at all and just playing mm. with the core rule book. Yeah, I agree. Just, just put that out there. But yeah, but I, I think there is, there's an, yeah, if there was zero effort, then then they would be similar enough to each other that people probably not, mm. not also, bother. Let's remember that the first couple of GHBs were cheap as chips. And I, I admittedly, we're going way back to oh, yeah. like the, the very first ones. But they were like, I think in Australia, I think the first one was like 14 bucks and the second one was like 16 or $18. Like they were really cheap. Now, if you were releasing a soft cover, a small soft cover book every six months and they were that cheap, no one would bat an eyelid. But when they're like 50 to 60 bucks every six months, just to play a handful of games out of it. Uh, yeah, it's just, yeah, you've lost it. It's the same reason that I, if anyone plays Lumineth, I assume they never buy another Battle Tome because they're like, we got three Battle Tomes in 18 months. Why would I ever pay a dollar for a paperweight? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I think I think it's wildly expensive in some places. Okay, so that's the GHB. GHB is on the horizon either way. Rumors that mm. it's going back to being a year. We'll see. Uh, I'm not sure if sales are not going particularly well on the GHB. It kind of makes sense. It feels even less valid at six months. We know we can get it free. So, um, yeah, not not certain that that's the one for me. Uh, and then mm. uh, we've got this mystery book in the middle. I'm pretty certain that's going to be Thondia 2. Uh, the Thongdia remix, as some people may call it. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm. So uh, electric yeah. thongdaloo. Yeah, the electric thongdaloo. 
Um, and there are rumors. Uh, so that's there. Are there rumors about Skaven refresh? No, there is not. Um, so yeah, we. I'm do you want to know? Do you want to know a fun fact about Skaven models that I was researching for a completely different reason? Uh, Skaven have re received less models since Age of Sigmar first dropped than there are Forge World squats. Then there are Forge World squats. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So there are more Ford d space dwarves released by Forge World since Age of Sigmar released than there have been new Skaven models. Yeah. Yeah, okay, that's pretty rough. crazy. Yeah, rough. But either way, either way, I'm pretty certain that that's going to be the new Thongdia book, which is actually mm. pretty exciting. A surest campaign book. Hopefully it won't have mm -hmm. any match play rules in. It might have match play rules in as well, um, which kind of feel like uh, maybe that you have to purchase it, which can kind of feel bad. But mm. ultimately, a campaign book, like because there was one a year ago, this one mm -hmm. in the next year, that feels reasonable and is actually quite exciting mm -hmm. for some people who love picking that stuff up, who love finding mm -hmm. out about the story, the setting, the ongoing setting. That's actually pretty cool. So that's fun, in my opinion. I don't know what you yeah. think. I, Blood in the Badlands is still the best book I've ever bought. This is Old World because it was a big campaign book and it was great. Like you bought a Mighty Empire set, you've got Blood in the Badlands and you it was a full interconnected campaign and it was awesome i'd love to see that i, I played uh, one of the early age of sigma ones and it was pretty good as well but i can't remember what that was called um mighty empire some something like that but yeah i'd love to see a really good campaign book all right good all right so then uh and then we've got the two books then so with the cities of sigma which we just talked about uh in autumn so you're looking towards like uh september october time um, and then some mystery red book. Now, in my opinion, that mystery red book is Flesh Eater Courts um, mm. uh, because there's also been a leak uh, this week with uh, the Flesh Eater Courts um, models uh, for the new Flesh Eater yes. models for uh, Warcry. So the mm. next Warcry box is, is Flesh Eater Courts versus some new Stormcast characters. Um, that's, the new, that's the new Warcry box and a bunch of new miniatures in there. So there's been some blurry photos of those going around on the internet um so i think that you might see uh flesh eater courts mm -hmm. i don't think you'll see flesh eater courts released at the same time as cities of sigma as in like a, a dual box one weekend uh, but i think mm. you'll see like one release after the other release and that's mainly because you end up with like just before old world which i predict to be around november time you end up with mm. new seraphon miniatures mm -hmm. buy as many as you can new cities yeah. of sigma miniatures buy as many as you can New flesh eater courts, buy as many as you can. And they're like, oh, you've got no money for a world, sad. <laughs> I can really see that. <laughs> I can really see that that's how they're going to work it uh, on mm -hmm. purpose. But, that's but everybody's got all the old world stuff anyway in their lockers. Yeah. Exactly. But you, yeah. Have to, yeah, but you have to remember, Games Workshop doesn't ever track anything based on... Games Workshop right. never tracks anything based on player, like, like they don't look at event numbers and work out how many people are going. They're just like, how many did we sell of X? And yeah, is yeah. it good? Mm -hmm. Like, to them, Kill Team is the most successful game, that the second most successful game that they have mm -hmm. because of how many it buys, like, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. So um, they're going to want you to pick up Old World or not so they can kill the game. Because surely they've mm. got to be running scared. I don't know. Anyway, so that's the timeline. It feels pretty awesome to have this uh, this big timeline available for us as a community. Mm. Do you? How well, do you that, that's that looks like two quite big releases. Uh, I mean, going on the three dudes that we've had from the Cities of Sigmas, uh, you'd think you hope well, and but and all our guesswork that there's going to be loads of units there. But also the mm. Seraphon 
the amount of Seraphon models we've seen over the last month or so, a couple of months, they are having a massive uh, release, aren't they, figure-wise? So it mm. looks like the second half of this year, we're going to get quite a lot of new models into uh, the Age of Sigmar mm. universe. We are. We are definitely going to get... Um, and the sexiest daddies that Age of Sigmar <laughs> has ever seen as well. Yeah. Um, yeah the so... thirst is... A thirst is real, and that's okay. Like, regardless, uh, man, woman, or anything, or anyone in between, if you don't look at the Seraphon and get a little bit titillated, you're dead inside. Okay, well, let's talk about them, shall we? Let's move on. Um, uh, like, so, uh, the full might of majesty of Seraphon is revealed. Someone in the chat said, mm. surely the same hedge funds benefit from all world sales. Why would they care? Um, obviously, we know that uh, they fight internally, um, like mm. petty bitches. Uh, fighting inside as a company, so that's kind of their thing. Um, so yeah, uh, like sure. they 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 will not want the other part of it to be successful, right? The full might and majesty of Seraphon. Okay, so we got some new miniatures uh, revealed yeah. for the upcoming Seraphon release uh, to deck it out. Uh, Nath, did you happen to catch uh, the dinos riding dinos? Uh, oh yeah, I saw I saw a couple of pictures of them. Yeah, they look good. So they're bigger than the old um, mounted uh, Storus Knights, aren't they? They're more like Gorgunter size, are they? Uh, they, I think, yes, I think that they're definitely mm. on that that base. I think they're not on uh, they're not on small cab base. I feel they're Gorgunter size. Yeah. So yeah, pretty cool. If they're gonna get some big heavy Gorgunter type in um, heavy mm. cavalry. Yeah, I yeah, they look good as well, don't they? So yeah, mm. I'm in. Yeah, I think they look really good. Dan, how do you feel about them? I I mean, we've joked for a very long time. The the old Saurus Cav have been the whipping boys and girls of Age of Sigma for a very long time, and Warhammer before that. These look amazing. I love the design on the models, both the dinosaurs, like the mounts and the riders. Yeah, I think they're great. Um, I just uh, one thing I will say that I really like is. I, I know that talking about the thickness of the legs of the mounts sounds like weird, but they actually, it's, it's something that gives them menace, you know, like they, they look like they could absolutely power through and chase you down no matter how. Not these guys, not these guys. No. Yeah. Not like the, those things. They not the like face raptors. on these guys. No, these guys look the happy little cuties. <laughs> yeah, sure. They're going to come and snug you. Um, I mean, but very I, powerfully. something I, I legs, find not their faces. Yeah, that's what that. Yeah, I, I really dig it. I think they're great <laughs> models. I really like them. Um, yeah, I'll be excited. Hope and I, I'm excited that they look cool because it means we'll see them on the tabletop. I don't think these look decent. Is what I'm going to say. No, sorry, oh, yeah. sorry, sorry. The face. Just sorry. I'll be more specific. Mm. I don't think the faces on the dinos look great, but I think everything else looks fantastic. I like the move towards modern tail design, like feathers and mm. stuff, and incorporating that. I think that's good. Um, like I like all that element. It's just the face. If you were to say to me they look like they have a vicious mount, I'd be like, no. They look so cute. They are not trying to be vicious, are they? Those toe knives. Look at those toe knives. Have you ever have you ever dealt with a cassowary? Those things like it's these these things are great. They're terrifying and great. It's not yeah. the mouth that you're scared of. It's that knife toe. Uh, to be fair, you come from a land of kangaroos, so maybe you know more than I do. Uh, I, that that, that, it's not not the kangaroos. It's the cassowary. The cassowary literally has those toes. They can lock them in place like a bony knife, and then they can tell where your heart is, and they just knife kick you in the heart. 
Okay, no, that's see, what these things do. I'm not. I'm not arguing about their viciousness. I'm just saying their face has lured me into a sense of cuteness. That's what exactly, I'm trying to that's say. That's the idea. It's while you're like, oh, he just wants a nuzzle that he just fucking ultimate punches you with his legs and pop, pierces your aorta. <laughs> like that's what he goes for. I bet them cassowaries haven't got very vicious-looking faces. They probably look like weird chickens. They so. they look they look kind of like a beautiful peacock had sex with a turkey, and then they will <laughs> they will hunt you down. And yeah. the thing is, the thing they're that's terrifying they're... is they're faster than you. They're faster <laughs> than you. It's terrifying. no, I do not. I do not like that. Think that they chat. I don't think that they're cute because I'm a scaly. No, that's not what. <laughs> ah, you've been outed. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. Nice. Okay, so I think they look fantastic, I'm just going to say. But mainly because I'm a huge fan of the new source. I think they look great. Then we've gone and got ourselves a new Scarvet fella. A new Scarvet fella. So Scarvet mm-hmm. on Agrodon. Um, now, this does look a little bit like a better, in my opinion, as a mount. Um, and he looks yeah. fantastic. Well, they, it looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what do you think? What do you yeah. think? Yeah, he's proper beast, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's yeah. He looks like he means his business, yeah. and his like business that... is chopping you up. I like that they're still going for this because, like, uh, you had the previous um, uh, like cold one or old one. Sorry, mm. you had the the scarvet w- that was all white. That was um, mm. what the with the mace and the shield. I forget what his yeah. old name uh, was. Yeah, and then he was kind of good for a little while in in one of the earlier editions of Age of Sigmar too. So you saw him a little bit there. Yeah, what was his yeah. name? Yeah, the Sunblood is what his name was in yeah. Gorok. Uh, Gorok. Yes, Gorok. He was cool. Gorok. He never really had the glow up he deserved. And back in Old World days, the Scarvet on Carnosaur was like a legit unit. Like, he was good. Mm-hmm. Um, so it would be really fun. But, like, I was trying to think, like, if they made him, like, the Slap King for, like, uh, for the Achillean King for Lumina, uh, for, sorry, Ideneth, that would be awesome right mm. that would be really awesome uh but i doubt that he'll end up being that fighty uh, which is a shame because they don't tend mm. to make these characters that fighty no mm. probably more tanky but yeah hopefully he'll get in there and do some damage yeah i really hope he gets i, ho- I really hope he's very effective so like, i think it's a great miniature obviously fantastic uh lots of like nice scale and stuff so it'll dry brush really well um, uh, but there's enough, I guess, negative space if you're one of those people who wants to do negative space painting. Um, and then we've got, just in their underpants, ready to smash, we've got the two different types of Croxigore. Uh, mm-hmm. So we've got um, uh, these Croxigore, big glow up for Croxigore. Chat, let me know what you think of the Croxigore. Uh, Dan, do you want to kick us off what you feel about the Croxy? I, I, I'm torn because I like them. However, I have kind of one major problem with them that I don't have as much with with the Saurus, and that's that I think they're too human. Like, look at the... If you go across a couple of photos, the musculature on them, they look like scaly ogres. Like, they they have very human musculature, and it took me a while to put my finger on it. I was like, yeah, I like them, but it looks like someone sculpted ogres and then just added scales on top and a tail, where if you... I, I only know this because uh, a very close friend is a 3D sculptor and modeler. And every time I go around to his, he specializes in lizards. So every time I go around to his house, he has all of these like lizard things and muscles and stuff all shown off so that he can sculpt better. And honestly, when I look at these, I'm like, oh, they just don't 
have it. Like, if you look at a picture of a goanna, they're terrifying, but they're also kind of alien because they don't share our physique. I find these a little bit too human. That's that's my thing. With too them. human. That is yeah. interesting. So uh, it's a humanoid figure covered in scales. Like if you go across a picture, a or scaly, like one or two pictures. Like look at yeah, look at like the arms of them. They're they're human musculature in the arms, uh, and it just it they don't look alien and threatening enough because of it. Like it makes you uncomfortable when they're. For me, like interesting. Yeah, I haven't that's, really, that's, I haven't yeah, really thought yeah. about that. Now I can't stop seeing a man in a lizard suit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like looking in the mirror every Friday night. <laughs> what? Uh, okay, this is pretty interesting. I hadn't thought about that at all. All right, good. Okay, yeah. let's move on. And then there's another version um, where it's still again a human in a lizard suit, but they've got a different face. Yeah. They have indeed. Yeah, you've spoiled for, it for us all, Dan. Yeah, exactly. Was, like, said you've ruined these new miniatures for yeah. everybody. <laughs> yeah. like, oh no! All I, I can there, see is Rob I'm... in his suit. <laughs> <laughs> I really love them. I really like. I really love the design. I maybe it's the paint job. Maybe they're like. Maybe I need to see a different paint job on them. Um, but. It, it just it makes yeah me you're right though they're like komodo dragons and all of them have got like quite baggy folds and stuff that well, yeah and yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. they're fucking they're not... terrifying because of oh, it yeah, yeah, yeah. um oh well that's them ruined never mind <laughs> <laughs> sorry i'm sorry i feel so bad now i wanted both of you two to tell me i was a fucking idiot and move on oh, um, i'm afraid i'm afraid that's i think that's all over uh, and then they've announced it's going to be <laughs> They've announced it's going to be a launch box. So it's 10, uh, 10 of the new Saurus, which now I'm wondering, are they humans in, in lizard suits? Uh, then, there are, then, there are, then there are skinks uh, on their little skink riders, and that's a dual kit. So, I mean, what I really mm. like about the Croxagore, I'm going to say this now, is I love that they're a dual kit. I love that there's like mm -hmm. uh, that they just bothered to just make that a dual kit, which is good. Um, mm -hmm. So two different weapon profiles, maybe two different uh, full like, abilities and stuff. That's great. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, the launch boxes, uh, the Tensaurus, a Slan, the new Slan, and then some of the Skink Riders. So this is going to be an interesting, and I assume it's going to have uh, the new um, the, the new book in it as well. And it'll be that kind of weird situation where, and we'll be in that weird situation where the book will be out, but it won't be on public sale. Um, so the box will like based on every other time this has happened, the box will go on sale first with the book in. Only people with the box will have the book, uh, and then you'll have to wait some amount of time for general release. And then based on what they've done previously, the uh, with Saves to Darkness, uh, Seraphon won't be tournament legal until the book goes on public sale, which is kind of weird uh, as a oh. process. But that's you know that's how it works. Um, so, but I'm sure some events will let you play with them, uh, even if, even if, like, you know, uh, it doesn't, you know what I mean, uh, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then there's a new bit of, uh, art on the cover and I'm personally not a big fan. Uh, they've changed from the grim dark, uh, setting books that they were doing to these kind of like, uh, weird, like very colorful, almost AI sort of pictures. Yeah. They're is... quite bright and shiny, aren't they? They're not, yeah, not very grim. Uh, which is, uh, does that mean you, uh, like, no. Uh, so, like, this is this is odd, is what I'm going to say. It's kind of an mm. odd uh, thing, because then the art direction of 
of the Age of Sigmar books just decided to change at one point, <laughs> like halfway through the edition, which, oh, not halfway, I think it's a little bit more. We've had most of the books out now, so this is a kind of weird thing. But anyway, I mean, that, that doesn't normally bother most people. It's normally the contents, not the cover. Uh, yeah. But there you go. Uh, and then the final uh, final bit of news, uh, but there's loads of it, which is really fun, um, uh, is uh, Osiak Bone Reapers and Soulblight Gravelords got a new book. So we ended up with oh. a... Yeah, we ended up with a new uh, new character for the uh, Osiak Bone Reapers, the Mortison Ossifector. So these are the two books that are coming out next. And as I've heard it, they're going pre-order this weekend coming. Oh, wow. That's... Super soon. Super okay, soon. Yeah. Mainly because, uh, and I think Nathan's surprise is because obviously we've just had Corn and Snash, we've just had KO, yeah. we've just had Beast and Gits, right? So that probably feels quite quick. Yeah. 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 That's loads there. Yeah, they're just ramp. Yeah. Books are coming fast and furious, aren't they? But they have to do that to keep up with how quick you gain access to this information, Rob. <laughs> they've just got to keep up with your thirst yeah. is Rob actually writing it and they're just printing it for him yeah yeah that's how yeah, I get actually. it ahead of time yeah actually. that's how I get it that's how I get it ahead of time uh, so can the... you imagine that there's there's somebody whose job it is is to try and stop you specifically from getting information <laughs> and they're just name. ripping their hair out they're just ripping like how does he do it how and it's great. can we shout him out because I know he is um, yeah. <laughs> right, no, we won't do that. Uh, right, okay. So the uh, Mortison Ossifector uh, is uh, a, a new mini, and we got new. So we got new Osiarchs, and Osiarch new, but Osiarch Bone Reapers is actually really exciting because even though they're currently doing really well, um, they were a weird book in Age of Sigmar two. They've been an mm. especially weird book in Age of Sigmar three. Uh, there's only there's there's a year and a bit left on the edition, so uh, let's just call it a, a year. Um, uh, you know, and OCRs have not been able to redeploy. They're not been able to. So I'm very interested to see how they handle um, command points for mm -hmm. OCR Bone Reapers. I personally think uh, we would think, yeah, this is absolutely fine. They're going to just scrap uh, the RDP system. But I feel like yes. they're going to double down. In my oh, opinion, yeah. like I don't know how you two feel about that, but I feel like they'll double down. You won't be able to redeploy at all. Hmm. Or yeah, you'll I, only be able to redeploy you can, every phase. Your movement, your, your movement is only redeploys. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's tough for them because obviously they, when they released them and they were like, oh, you don't get command abilities, but you get this. Command abilities were a lot different. Like they were an addition ago. And now that yeah. things have kind of changed, I feel like they are, they're not doing poorly, but I think they just don't get to play with as much of the fun of the game one of the big things i hope they change is the nexus i just find playing around that thing fucking miserable it's so big it's such a pain in the ass just make it a buff rather than a every turn your opponent chooses an ability blah 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 i just yeah. i i don't know i i've got a i think i've got to be in my bonnet bonnet about faction terrain because it's free and you have some armies like Skaven where it's like plus one to cast and teleports. And you've got OBR that's like, here are a bunch of different effects and a gigantic bit of terrain that's going to dominate the board. And then you've got Ogres, which are like, it gives you a heal and a little bit of spell stuff, but you need to refill it by killing enemy models within it, but it has to deploy in your zone. Like it just, anyway, they're just not all created equal. And uh, and I would like theirs to be tamed down a little bit. Yeah. I, I think mean, that's compared really to the Iron Jaws one, the Iger's one's not bad. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's <laughs> true. Uh, yeah, okay, that's fair. Um, I mean, I, again, it's one of my favorite armies that's available. Um, mm. uh, it's got all of the things that you need: cavalry, infantry, a couple of monsters, a couple of magical heroes, and some, ca- some artillery. artillery. Like, it would be nice if we obviously we get some like shooting units as well, maybe like a skeleton archer. Mm-hmm. That won't happen. Uh, it will just be this one new character. The new one character one looks bitch. cool, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Doesn't look wildly yeah. different to the other characters, if I'm honest. Isn't there, like, in the same article, don't, like, oh, no, they don't in the same article, but I was, like, they there's already a magical dude shaping bones with glowy ectoplasm smoke. Well, that's, they, that's, they, all, they, that's the only magic they learn in that. The bone shaper, place. the uh, the Mortison bone shaper, wasn't he? Like, they've, it's, uh. this, he does, anyway. Bless yeah. him. They'll give him a different war scroll. Same model, different war scroll. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But, like, I, I'm very excited for this. I'm very interested to see what they do with it, because very much mm. like... Uh, Gits, Silverneth, uh, Slanesh, Corn, mm. even those are an e- e- like. There's been some very interesting creative challenges for the rules writers over the past year or so. Corn uh, mm. was an interesting one. Slanesh was an interesting one. Silverneth was an interesting one. Just based on like um, you know how they previously did. Same with Gits. So uh, Bone Reapers will be an interesting one because I think at the time of writing this book, I don't think Bone Reapers were doing particularly well. Like, because this would have been written a mm. year ago. OCR Bone Reapers are doing kind of okay right now, but a year ago they were not doing great at all. So that's kind of mm. that's kind of interesting. Um, okay, uh, so that's OCRs, and then finally we've got Ivaya Volga. Uh, she sounds like a Bond villain, Ivaya Volga. Mm. Um, and uh, we got that's a new sculpt. So what do you both think of the new sculpt? So this is all for Soul Black Grave Lords. Yeah, I like it. I like I, the one with the bats. Yeah. yeah, I think it's pretty cool. I mean, they have got some pretty cool vampire models anyway, like with mm. bat, like the girl with the bats and the hair all over the place. That's cool. I like this one. Yeah, she's cool. Okay. okay. I, I, I've, I've two things that I'm interested in. One is I wonder if this is the first Vukos Dynasty that wasn't meant to be a uh, Curse City release. That was just shoved in the book like they've they've done a custom one but the other thing is i wish she wasn't named would be the only thing i'd say like i oh, yeah. like the because at the moment soul blight are not hurting for named characters i think they've got more than any other book like i, I and they probably have double than most books um but what they are hurting for is unnamed characters that aren't on like like uh um galley galley vets galley champs Galley whatever's they are. Galley heroes. Galley vamps. Yeah, they're hurting for galley vamps. And so just giving them another unique named hero in a book full of unique named heroes, maybe. So hopefully she's got a regular version as well. Yeah. Uh, well, um, I'm not sure. Yeah, she she definitely is a named character here. She's in the Vrycross Dynasty. Kind of weird. The whole army is, is very, very top heavy uh, mm. when it comes to these things. Uh, yeah, so loads mm. yes, loads and loads of heroes, loads of named heroes as well. So it feels a little bit much, in my personal opinion. Lo- um, loads of named heroes that are locked to sub factions. But, but yeah, fa- like... yeah, yeah, of course. But fantastic miniature. Oh, great, beautiful. Yeah. I, I I own all of them because I've got Curse City, and I'm slowly painting up the entire like Curse City collection because I think it's spectacular. I've got a 3D printed Vyrkos Dynasty army that I'm slowly painting behind me. I really like it. I just wish that they had access to a little bit more that wasn't unique. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I, I mean, it's quite a wide range. There's like a lot of stuff in the Soul Black Grave Wars book, to be honest. Zombies, Grave Guards, Skeleton Warriors, White Kings, Blood Knights, Skeleton Knights. Like, you've got lots in that book, really. I think it's quite a wide book, uh, especially mm. compared to some of the other ranges. Um, uh, but anyway, uh, and then we've got the new book front cover. And honestly, I'm not 100% certain what I'd like to see from a new Soul Black Grave Lords book. I'd maybe like to see. Uh, a, a couple more artifacts be good maybe i feel like i would like to see maybe a little bit more necromancy uh yeah. from the book the problem with the artifacts is like dan just said they're all named characters you can't use any of the sodding artifacts that's true <laughs> i mean you generally will see one fit into the list anyway um yeah. but, like, but, but it'll not... be on a it'll be on someone on a zombie dragon it's not going to be on a galley vamp they've got a they've got a, a, a thick skeleton a necromancer and a regular vampire that's their that's their three galleys. Yeah, it's also weird as well because while it's a it's an army where you want to collect the zombies, the skeletons, the you know the blood knights. Also, mm. you kind of want vampires to absolutely dominate in combat. Like, down, yeah. like vampires when they're in eighth edition were were these oh, were, they were just awesome. literally it was literally they were the army and then everyone else was just there. And that kind we're of it, it was an army of a delivery system. You'd have a vampire in a unit of 40 skeletons, and your opponent's like, the skeletons are just there to get the vampire in combat. And then when the vampire got into combat, they blended through whole units. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it would, have been, it would be good to see that again, but we don't really have uh, vampire lords that currently do that. Like, even Manfred mm. is great, but not mm. like... And he's on a dragon. So I think there'd be, you know, I, I guess the, the comparisons would be like, to, I'd like to see like a Light of Altharian kind of Sigvald mm. level vampire that does that <laughs> level of damage. So it'd be interesting yeah. to see that. Mm. So that's so that's everything. Uh, that's kind of, uh, that's everything that we've uh, got to date, as they say, um, mm -hmm. uh, for the upcoming releases from Adepticon. But pretty exciting and thrilling time. I said this uh, the other day, I don't think I could be more excited to be an Age of player at the minute. Oh, yeah. uh, we've got we just we've just had Corn and Sinesh. We don't even know how they're going to look as armies on the tabletop. We've got some ideas. Uh, yeah. We've just started to see KO results come in. That's been really fun. Uh, and they're all looking different to each other. Loads of different lists. Mm -hmm. It's cool. Uh, we've started to see Beast of Chaos doing really well. Uh, Gits are obviously doing really well. Um, Saves of Darkness are the most popular army in the game now versus uh, Stormcast. So they're 10% of the meta. So the game is... <laughs> wild there's so many different armies to play so many different armies collect loads of new story it honestly feels genuinely very exciting game balance is pretty good sure gets a strong beast of chaos i think are stronger um uh, i did like a tier list show the other day um and uh like uh, and it was gets and beasts at the top um, oh really yeah 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 it's on the, i'll send you a link it's on the patreon but i'll send cool. you a link um uh did it with adam so that's kind of interesting but I, mm. I don't think the game could be in a better place. And there's just more exciting mm. stuff coming up. And and if they pivot the game so that we no longer have Stormcast as the main characters, that probably won't happen. But I've got a lot of hope with, no. with Cities of Sigmar. I don't it, know it about you. It'd be cool. It'd be awesome. And I think I genuinely think you'd bring in more people. Because like a faceless army of golden armored heroes is great. But I think if suddenly you had like the the you know the down on their luck humans trying to survive in a world of gods and monsters is a much more interesting story. I'm just more shocked that you completely skipped the Zinch reveals oh. with some of the like the weirdest, oh. most messed up, uh, you know, Cronenberg looking dudes we've yeah. ever seen. 
Yeah, they, they are they are very very cool. Uh, the they new uh, oh, thank you for the raid from Crown of Champions. Um, yeah, they're very very cool uh, miniatures, definitely. But they're they're ultimately just some warband. Like yeah, the miniatures are fantastic, yeah, yeah. and I think that they're like I think someone who's better or more articulate than me on miniature design could lose their mm. shit over those minis. Mm. Uh, but like, I don't think you see my wheelhouse. If that makes sense, that's all I've got yeah. to say. Is they're fantastic. That's it, yeah. right? Uh, which is good, yeah, but, also, but ultimately they're not really going to reshape the game or change anything like that. I don't think so. Well, no. Well, some of the Warcry bands are pretty. They're a Warcry band, are they? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, or, yeah. They're an yeah. Underworlds band, I think. Yeah, I think it's. Yeah. I think it's a new season of Underworlds because there's. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, there's it's them and yeah, and the Stormcast, Stormcast again. Oh no, no, then... it was the Flesh Eaters, was it? Oh fuck, no. But no, uh, that's Warcry. Yeah. That's just the, another uh, one of the other ones. <laughs> one of them games. No, but like some of the war, the, those bands are are fairly telling in armies. The that mm. Grin Grincrack and his lads quite mm. popular in the Gloom Spikets armies, I think. Mm. Uh, Grincrack, yeah, he Grincrack's yeah. in loads of different armies. Um, uh, like but he's an underworld war band, right? Uh, yeah, you see a lot of Romag so lead. You might end up with yeah. something like that with these ones. I mean, they do look great. That wizard sorcerer thing is mental with all the eyes and everything but yeah all of the whole band mm. looks awesome yeah that's excellent okay well uh a pretty exciting uh pretty exciting uh times in age of sigma uh i hope you mm -hmm. guys have enjoyed the show today uh nathan you got any shout outs for anyone um i'll shout out you you scaly fella i'll see you tomorrow <laughs> I will see you tomorrow. I'm probably gonna. I'm probably gonna be painting up some ogles tomorrow when I see you. So that's the plan. Ogles. Cool. Uh, Dan, mm. you got any shout-outs for today? Yeah, I'm gonna shout out my mate Darren and all of the disease points he's gonna put inside me tomorrow. Oh, lovely! All right, I love that. Uh, I'm gonna mm. shout out uh, both Dan and Nathan, and also James with his new puppy, James and Meg. Uh, shout out oh, to those. Yeah, yeah that's great. Uh, I want to thank. Yeah, I want to thank the Twitch chat and everyone uh, for watching live. It's been super lovely. Uh, yeah, also shout out to Seymour Butts. Um, I want to thank everyone for <laughs> tuning in. Hope you've all enjoyed it. Don't forget, there's a stat show that we, we obviously recorded early. You can go watch that. Uh, there's a bunch of other shows on all the other channels. I think there's quite a lot of content for Agency Mar that we produce. Uh, so do go check mm. it out. And if you get the opportunity, like, subscribe, comment, support Patreon, and those things would be great. Um, I want to especially thank, uh, right now, we just got a new Patreon. What's his name? Uh, 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 Burrito Warlock. Thanks, buddy, uh, nice. for joining. That's yeah. a good warlock to be. Like, I'm yeah. assuming that this is a a D and D related warlock where the burrito is his patron. So, like, he gets his powers through some mystical burrito. That's like, you shall possess the sour cream strength. <laughs> I'm no refried beans. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, you guys are perfect. Thanks for tuning in. See you guys soon. Uh, look after yourselves. 